everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Jay Nolaism. I am your host, obviously, Jasmine Nola. Before I go into this episode, I just want to give a PSA. Um, of course, we are quarantined, um, cannot leave our houses unless it is an emergency. I might need to leave my house soon. Of course, my last wisdom tooth has decided that it might want to come out. So I already have a lisp when I talk, and I already find my voice very highly annoying. But right now, the right side of the lower part of my mouth is literally so swollen. You can I probably sound totally like my mom literally asked me why I was talking like this. So I'm going to keep this episode short and sweet because I literally sound like I am not okay. Um, so with that being said, let's just dive right in. Um, first, I want to give a huge thank you to all the essential workers. That includes doctors, nurses, now it seems grocery store workers, um, McDonald's, Starbucks. Who knew that these were essential workers? And I just want to put out a petition that these people that aren't doctors or nurses, I mean, they should be paid more also, but I'm pretty sure we all know that um, people that work at the grocery store or McDonald's or fast food places, um, things like that, only make minimum wage. And they need to definitely be making more if they are considered essential workers during a crisis. So yeah, back me up on that. And we're gonna get this moving for you people. Um, on another note, I did a post on Wednesday, last Wednesday, um, as I always do, my hump day motivational um, post. And I decided to focus on anxiety, which is something that I think I've talked about before, something I go to therapy for. And um, I just wanted to share with everyone how I was feeling during this quarantine. Um, so the first two weeks of this, I was kind of feeling good because as most people know, I just really don't love my job. It's like I make, my, I make a good amount of money I'm happy with that, um, but like it's definitely not a dream job, um, and I've been looking for new things to do. Um, so I've been wanting to leave for a while, but obviously didn't want to leave without having something. So the first two weeks, I was kind of like, "This is great, not going to work." I also work in New York, live in New Jersey, so I wake up at five a.m. to get to work by nine, get off work at five thirty, and don't get home till eight. So the first two weeks, I was kind of really chilling, happy. To not be waking up early just to get to relax, catch up on, you know, my trash reality TV and all that. And then last Saturday, at the end of the second week, it just, my anxiety kicked in where like, I couldn't lay in bed another minute. Everything anyone in this house was saying was actually driving me up a wall. Like I was just mad for no reason. Um, Robbie's gonna come in for saying this. I kicked him out. I told him he had to go to his parents. Um, he always yells at me because he says I share too much, but whatever. Um... Just so everyone gets the gist of like how my anxiety was feeling. And then when he left, I just literally laid in bed and just like never turn the lights on, just watch TV. And then like when I woke up Sunday, I was like, no, this isn't going to work. I woke up, I cleaned my bathroom, I cleaned my room, I did laundry, I made my bed. And then I kind of in my head put in motion that like, okay, Monday starts, I'm not laying in this bed. I'm not going to be on my laptop working from home in this bed. I'm going to get up around like eight o'clock, take a shower, get dressed, blah, 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 blah. Like you do a routine. You need to be in a routine. That's kind of the gist of it. So um, when I posted my hump day motivation, it was just me 
saying that like, you know, for the first two weeks for me were, were okay. And then all at once it kind of hit me. And, um, I kind of wanted my followers, which are mostly my friends to share how they have been dealing with quarantine because we are all different and we all deal with it. Um, anxiety and, you know, some people lost their jobs. Some people have gotten pay cuts. You know, it, it's a lot happening and people are going through a lot right now. And I wanted everyone to share that. Mindy's moving around and shaking if you hear that in the background. Um, so if you have not seen that post, I definitely say you should go look at it. It was truly inspiring to have all of my friends and just um, followers comment and say how they felt um, and how they're dealing with the quarantine. You know, everyone was super positive, giving, talking about how they're dealing with things, what new projects they're working on. Um, and it was just really amazing. And I loved it. Um, and I think I'm going to like do more of that, you know. Um, engage my followers and how people are feeling, especially with everything going on right now. I think it's the best time. Um, so yeah, if you did not check that post out, please um, do. With that being said, you know, I got myself up and and got into a groove for week three and was, Fendi, not now, honey, please sit down. Sit down. They're just staring at me. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to keep talking. Um, so yeah, for week three, I got myself up. I was motivated. I was moving around, shaking, like getting up at 8.30, making my coffee, sitting in my parents' sunroom, getting sun and working um, and really feeling better. And I was feeling a lot more positive about, um, you know, what was going on. I started writing on my blog again, um, you know, just to get the juices flowing and things like that. And then Thursday um, around 4 I would say like 4.50, you know, I was checking my email because usually I log off around like 5, 5.30. And I got an email from the CEO of my company that I had been furloughed. Um, and I kind of knew it was coming. Um, you know, I felt it kind of and I was kind of talking to my mom about it the week before. But I can say even though you, you know something's coming, still the shock and the hurt of it all, I was truly upset um, and... I kind of felt like it kind of pushed me back a few steps from where I was the following Saturday of like being kind of having this anxiety about what was going on and how I was dealing with it to like, you know, I boosted myself up with all this positivity for week three to get up and, you know, write on my blog and make sure I was getting my work done that I, I wasn't a lot, but like I still had work to do for my company. Um, but I don't know, it, it was just kind of a punch in the gut and it really hurt especially because I was so positive all week um so I was kind of in a funk for Friday a little bit of yesterday too this also I'm recording on Sunday um but so yeah um but then I had to really sit and realize okay yes this sucks yes I'm gonna now have to apply for unemployment and you know my, pay my paycheck is now no longer um but and it's okay to be in a funk and it's okay to soak for a little bit. I, I'm not telling anyone not to do that. But after I did do it for the day and then I was like, okay, wait, but what am I like, what is good for me? Like, as anyone knows, I've talked to before, like Robbie and I, I live at my parents' house. We're looking for a house. Thank God we never found a house because having a mortgage right now would only add more stress to that. So I am blessed to be financially kind of stable right now where, you know, bills are not at the top of my list. Um... You know, I am healthy. Everyone in my household is healthy. Extended family is healthy. That's something I'm blessed with. 
Um, you know, and most likely once everything gets up and running again, I will have my job back. So I had to kind of get out of my funk and realize that like I am doing a lot better than most people right now and I don't have that much stress. It sucks, yes, and there's nothing wrong with saying that it sucks because it does and it's annoying and it's hurtful, but I could be in a really worse position and I'm not, so I'm going to focus on the good. Um, and I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like it's a lot of things that people are going through and Fendi is literally being an asshole. Stop scratching in your bed. I'm doing this podcast because I'm trying to get my voice out there. I'm trying to make us some money so you can still eat your nice food. Yeah. So have some respect. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, that is my positivity. Um, of my quarantine and how I'm trying to get through this. I'm really blab, blabbling. Oh no, that's not a word. Blabbering. Um, so I'm going to cut it short, but yeah, that's really what I want to share with you guys. And from that, let's get into what I love to do. Let's talk about pop culture, reality TV, all that good stuff. All right. Let's start with the buzz of the week. There's not really much since people cannot leave their houses. So I'm just going to tell you what's kind of been pop culture wise for me um I love Dua Lipa her new album is fire if you have not listened to it yet which I don't know how you have not because there's literally nothing else to do but to listen to music and dance around um so let me pull up her album and let me tell you guys my favorite songs I mean I love the entire album if I'm gonna be honest I love Dua Lipa altogether. I've always loved her. I think she puts out bops where like I've never heard a bad song by Dua Lipa and her first album if you go back I didn't really like listen to it um until maybe like end of last year but it already kind of been out. I got this lisp is really annoying me but anyway um I didn't really listen to it until around like last year but again that song has it's a it's not as I would say this is more upbeat her new album uh, future nostalgia but her last album it's a mix where like there are bops but there's um some slower songs that really get you in your feels anyway so for future nostalgia obviously I love don't stop don't stop don't stop no don't start now physical I love it gives me um what's her name Madonna vibes even though I can't stand Madonna but it gives me Madonna vi- Madonna vibes like back in the day when, like, our parents loved her. Um, Break My Heart, I love, which is another bop, because it starts off, you think you're getting a slow song, and then it just hits you. I wish I could play these, but I can't. Um, I like Hallucinate also. And there's another one. I don't know if it's Love Again or Cool. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, anyway. Altogether, the album is amazing. I really love it. And um, I really think music is just really getting me through. Ooh. Oh, we're going to make noise. Okay, laptop. Anyway, music is really getting me through this. Um, one of the things besides coffee. And um, so many good songs. Also, not Dua Lipa, but my girls um, Little Mix and their new song. What's it called? Break My Heart? Break Up With Me? Let me see. Hold on. I'm like, I should have been more prepared. Whatever. Breakup song. Bop. There are another ones. Love them. They never disappoint me. 
Dua Lipa, Little Mix. If you ever, and Rita Ora, How to Be Lonely, another bop. I'm telling you, all my girls, they knew. They knew this was coming and they got us ready. And for that, I am thankful. That's another thing I'm thankful for on this journey of quarantine. Um, okay. So let's move on. Someone else who's probably very thankful, Katy Perry is pregnant with Orlando Bloom's child. His second, her first. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. That slurp was gross, but whatever. Okay, so Katy Perry is pregnant. Mazel tov. Mazel tov, Katy. Did I call her Carrie Perry? I don't remember. Anyway, Katy Perry, pregnant. So happy for her. I watched in college that, um, was it a Netflix doc? on HBO doc, whatever, when she was married to, um, homeboy Russell, I don't remember his last name, Bran, Russell Bran, maybe, the British rude guy, who literally dumped her, broke up the, ended their marriage through a text, yeah, him, um, so she's been through a lot, um, and then did, also did it while she was on tour, and texted her right before she had to go on stage, so I've always had, you know, a little feels for her and always wish she would, you know, end up with someone good. I think she used to be with John Mayer, which I don't know why she, I don't know how you go from one F boy to the next, but you know, we've all been there, Katie, not judging you. So now she is with Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. I don't, I, I'm telling you, this lisp, is, this lisp is making me feel like I don't know what I'm saying. So I'm, this might sound ridiculous. I feel like I'm drunk. Um, but so they are having a little girl, and I am so happy for them. I'm so happy for Katie. Um, Moses Hoff and prayers to them. Um, that was some good news to come out of this week that I was truly happy for. The really, again, there's not much happening because, you know, we there's nothing to do. No one can be out. Oh, wait. There is one thing I wanted to discuss. There are two, actually... Don't go on a rampage. I know how I am, but whatever. Let's go for it. Okay, let's let me focus on positive root. Pa pa pa. Wow, this is bad. I can't talk too fast, which is hard for me. Anyway, the positivity positivity of the buzz this week is good music coming out. Katy Perry, Katy Perry being pregnant. The negativity of this week is. I'm going to start light. Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, stay the F inside your house. I don't care that you do walks with your fake coffee and your fake relationship. It's stupid. I, I literally cannot see another post of these zombies walking around. Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, you are not a couple. Nobody believes it. Nobody. I do not believe this at all. And it's stupid. And you are literally in quarantine. This is making me hate you more. The fact that you are getting up. You're not six feet apart. Which, whatever. I get it when you're in your house. Like me and Robbie are never six feet apart in the house. But, like, come on every morning to take a walk so paparazzi can get shots of you. That's where your mind is right now. Kim, they're literally people that are dying. Come on. And then... They did some, was it Good Morning? It wasn't Good Morning America because they're not that famous. Some other show where they, where he was playing guitar and she was singing and she sounded God awful. Honey, you are inside. You have more than enough time to work on your vocals. Get, get, drink some, stop drinking that coffee, drink some tea to warm up those vocal cords and come on, please. 
All that screeching sound like a cat. I don't have time for it, Camilla. I actually do like Shawn Mendez's songs, but ever since he's been with Camilla, I, I, I ugh. it's made me, it's turned me off highly. Never that I was like turned on because he's not attractive to me. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not for it. I don't like it, especially for this time. Like, like, come on, have some common sense. Let's maybe like go out to a food bank if that's what you want to do. If you want to get some real paparazzi shots, this is the time to maybe donate some money, you know, um, go feed the homeless or something, you know, help the homeless, buy them some blankets, look for a family less fortunate. Um, that needs some help, pay their light bill for the month or something, their mortgage. I don't know. Do anything but literally walk outside of your house like a zombie with empty coffee cups. That is all. Moving on to the next one. I have to pull it up because it goes deep. So there is a blogger named Something Navy. And apparently she... I did not see it live, but I did see news reports, you know, I think it was last week or the end of week one for that New York was on quarantine that, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> that she tested positive for, um, Corona. So what I read was that, and again, this is, it's not allegedly because she put it on her story. So these, these are facts. <laughs> so she got the test. But the way she got the test was that she had a doctor friend who she texted. She didn't even get out of her car. Her husband drove her, I think, in like something that was an ad for a car. I can't remember if it was like, I don't remember the the, the car brand. Um, but let's say like it wasn't Lexus, but like whatever. Drove her this Lexus to the doctor. She did not even get out of the car. They came and gave her the test in the car. Talk about white privilege. I mean, come on. Come on, people, we have to be smarter than this. Like, we just have to be. Anyway, so yeah, so that, she got a lot of um, backlash for that because it, people are literally dying trying to get this test. Homegirl didn't even want, have to do any paperwork, didn't have to go to an ER or an urgent care, anything like that. She literally texted some guy that she knows, one of her rich doctor friends, he came out, gave her the test, boom, bam, bah. Then, oh, sorry, there was more where she, I guess, she didn't really, like, self-quarantine herself. She comes down and says that she was positive. She does not, it doesn't show that she's self-quarantining herself because she is posting photos of her with her children, funny TikToks, blah, blah, blah. Someone said, I think they saw her nanny or housekeeper a lot in the back of these um, videos and photos. So it was apparent that she was, you know, around other people while positive which is kind of rude and disrespectful but you know if the other people obviously don't care then why should she right yeah so after that they decided to go to the Hamptons I believe that's what I read um and they got a rental which is obviously not theirs I didn't what I think they said this was by like day 10 or 9 of after she said she tested positive and as we all know because the news tells us all the time that you should be self quarantining yourself for 14 days so I think it was by like day 10 they were going to the Hamptons which means you're going into someone's 
it's not their home. It was a rental. So it means that this is someone else's home that you have now gone and and infected it with COVID-19. Um, th- another disrespectful thing. She's with her kids, her husband. Um, and from what I read, someone said they saw while she was doing a live or a TikTok or something that that same housekeeper that was at her home in New York was in the background of her live or her video or something like that. Again, be smarter than this. I just don't understand. And she's not like a young woman. That's no shade. I'm saying like she, I believe something Navy is in her 30s. You, 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 you're, you're, you're old enough to know better. Um, and I just don't understand how, one, you think this is a good idea. Two, your PR people think this is a good idea. And three... Your husband, like no one around you said, maybe don't do this. Um, I'm trying to see her age. The Ariel, the Ariel Carnes saga, how coronavirus missteps can be, can prove to be detrimental to influencer. I'm telling you, she got dragged, like literally dragged and she should have. She did this totally wrong. And then I think it was two days ago. That she got on Instagram and was crying um, some crocodile tears about how she was sorry. She never meant to hurt anyone. Let me say this. I get it. You are, everyone is trying to figure out what the hell to do right now. This was, no one was prepared, you know, company wise or anything like that. So I get it. You don't get to take any photos outside, any clothes. Your sponsors are it's a little hard right now to do those things. I get it. You're trying to navigate your way um, on how to make more money and how to keep your brain going. I get it, girl. Doing the same. Hello. I'm doing the same. Um, obviously, I don't make any money, but that's not the point. <laughs> not about me. Anyway. But when you are so desperate for attention and media and I get it, these influencers are, influencers are trying to figure out what to do so quickly at a time like this. Take a minute, think it through. Because, I mean, she didn't lose any followers, so she's fine. But this could really, or could have really, I don't think it's going to damage her. But be smarter because what, what was the point of that? To, to let everyone know that, one, you tested positive. To show us how you did the test in your car. To... Show us that you did not self-isolate yourself from your family. You know, it only puts bad taste in people's mouths um, about you and not just your brand, but you as a person. Like, I get it, you're a brand, but as now, now that you're crying about it, now it's, well, I'm a person too and I have feelings and because your family got threats, which is totally wrong. People should not have been threatening her family. They didn't do it. She did. She's the idiot. Um, But, you know, now you want to be a person, but you weren't thinking about, being a person when you were posting these things, you were only thinking about your brand. So pick pick a lane. Do you want to be a person or do you want to be a brand? I can only, my sympathy can only go so far. I feel terrible that people were threatening her family and her children. That is totally wrong. But at the same time, you put you and your family in this situation. Not the famous situation, the situation of how you handled documenting 
this whole thing of COVID-19, of how you're positive, of how you're handling it. What you should have done is you shouldn't have videotaped yourself getting the test in the car. I have no problem. I don't have a problem with you doing that. I'm pretty sure that's how most famous rich people have gotten to take their test. Idris Elba, um, Tom Hanks and his wife, um, who else is, um, that's CNN, uh, Chris Kumo. Like, I am sure that's how most of these people got it done. That That's not the issue. The issue is how you kind of flaunted it. When people are really out here dying, try, people were for for weeks trying to get a test and couldn't, especially in New York and New Jersey. I don't even think we had them for at first. So for you to literally sit in your car and get them was just, it was rude and it was disrespectful um, to your followers and other people. So what I'm trying to say is be smarter people, especially at a time like this. I'm just going to, you know, quote the the smart, talented, beautiful, most interesting person to look at, Kourtney Kardashian, you know, Kim, there are literally people dying. Like, eh, it's so tone deaf with some of you. I can't. I just can't take it. So yeah, that was the petty stuff of the week that I wanted to share. So Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes, and Something Navy, do better. That's all. Like, I can't even. <sighs> all right. So. To quote another Kardashian saying, let's talk about the peak of the week. Do you remember when they used to do that with, I love when they like try to incorporate um, Robert Kardashian into an episode and they want to talk about the pit of the day and the peak, peak, pit, pit and the peak. Yeah, the pit of the day and the peak. I think that's what it is. Hold on, sipping coffee again. Okay, so let's talk about my peak of the week. I really hope this is how I'm supposed to be saying it because with this lisp, I feel like I'm not saying any right words. Anyway, we're a Housewives of New York. We're going to do the reality recap, folks. I got to get a jingle to put in here somewhere. If anybody's out there, if you make jingles, hit me up. I don't have any money, but, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. So, Real Housewives of New York is back. I could not be more happy. Um, obviously usually these, um, first season premiere episodes, we don't get much drama. It's an introduction as to where the ladies are from the last time we saw them. Um, so, you know, we start off with Luann. She is leaving the courthouse. She's just ended her probation, I guess, or whatever that world is called, whatever that word is. Um, Sonia has joined her. And they're leaving the courthouse, they're hugging, they're happy. They go, I guess, to this coffee man that Luann has been going to this whole time. He tells her that he is very happy to never see her again. Literally go watch it. That's what he said. He's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Last day, yes. Uh, but he looked like you've been annoying me. Um, and I want you out of my life. So there's that. Um, and then we go to Dorinda, who is still apparently with John. I thought I saw a report that they broke up. Maybe that happens during the season. I don't know. We'll see. But apparently she's still with him. Um, Tinsley is claiming she's not with Scott anymore, but now she's engaged to him. So I guess we'll see that storyline. Um, Tinsley goes boxing with a new friend, Leah, who let me tell you from the time she came on my screen, I knew it was love at first sight. I love her. Let me tell you something about Leah. Leah doesn't give an F. Leah is down to earth. Leah is chill AF, but Leah will also F a B up. 
I get all those, I got all those vibes from her just from the two seconds she was on my screen. And then I also saw, it was a tweet. I wish I would have saved it so I could give this person cred. I'm not trying to steal it because I'm telling you it's not my thought. Someone said that this is how you know what type of person Leah is. She was shooting her scene with Tinsley as they were boxing. She did not take over the scene at all. She let Tinsley talk, which Tinsley loves to do. Love you, Tins. Um, who is the Gail Woods of New York? Literally in all pink all the time. I cannot deal. But anyway, she let Tinsley talk, go on a rampage. She didn't like insert herself into this, like make the story about her in any way until Tinsley asked her about her life. And then she comes with this epic story about how she broke up with her boyfriend she was dating, who was, excuse me, a little inner burp, um, who she was dating, who was married. And he told her that the divorce wasn't final yet. Oh, what was the word she used? And basically she was like, um, he goes, oh, um, my divorce is on pause. And she's like, oh, and so is my puss. I was like, the, she's so quick and I love it. You could tell she, she said she was, um, raised in Chelsea, um, which is honestly, if you don't know, um, is literally a little, um, neighborhood in New York. So you could just tell she has that New York quickness about her. She's not playing games. Like I'm here for it. Um, Sonia has left Sonia Manor. She is, um, in a tight little apartment, um, with her dog. And looks like she's going to be doing her thing about crying at her daughter this season and how she's alone. Um, speaking of crying and alone, Ramona gave us something that was not Emmy worthy. She tried to cry about how she's so alone and she just wants a man to hold her over a seafood tower. She literally cried over a seafood tower. But she wasn't crying because no tears came out. It was like one of those, oh my God, like, I just want a man to hold me and like love me and I'm so alone and oh. Shut up, up. Like literally no tears came out. This is another thing I can't stand about housewives. Especially ones that have been on this long. Get an acting coach, learn how to cry. I don't care if it's fake. I don't care about fake tears, but I need something. I need some water to literally come out of your eyes to feel to feel this, to feel something. Ramona, all you did was annoy me and want to fast forward and see more about Leah. That that was it. She's a nut job. Um, speaking of nut jobs, the episode wraps up with Dorinda through an end of the summer soiree. It looks like on a rooftop. I can't remember the, the place, but I know they tell it because they always tell us where they are. Um, but, oh, I'm yawning a lot. So they had this end of the summer soiree, and during the episode, it it makes it clear that Dorinda and Tinsley, I guess, are in a little bit of a tiff where it comes off as like the, um, the Kristen, Stassi, Katie fight where like your friend is wanting you to be honest with them about your relationship with someone and you're not that's what I got from Dorinda and Tinsley it feels like Tinsley claimed she wasn't with Scott but I guess Dorinda found out that she was really still dating Scott I, I mean it's very Dorinda was drunk and oh my god that's who I sound like today I sound like Dorinda when she gets when you know when the hands start and you can't understand anything she's saying that's what it is I'm Dorinda. Mm. Whatever. Okay. So I couldn't really understand anything she was saying, as if you can't understand anything I'm saying. But 
Dorinda was basically, it was coming off as if she was saying, like, you know, you weren't being honest with me. And if we're friends, then you should be honest, which I get. But Dorinda can be just so aggressive. She's a lot to handle. I mean, I love her. I would want to be friends with her. And I'm aggressive, so I can handle her. But when she's coming at little Tinsley, my little Chihuahua Tin Tinsley, you know, it's just like, Dorinda, back up. Give, come on, this is not... Pick on somebody your own size. You are literally this big Doberman. And here is this little Beverly Hills Chihuahua with all pink on and a blonde and blonde frosted tips. Like, just give her, give her a break. Give her a moment. She doesn't even know what her life is right now. So don't, like, she can't tell you what her life is or who she's with because she doesn't even know. Tinsley's dumb as a bag of rocks. So just, like, come on, don't even get yourself upset, Dorinda. Um, and then it starts um, getting dark. Dorinda, you know, I'm sure she's had one too many, as the only time we get the real Dorinda, which I love. And, um, you know, all the ladies are sitting together at the end of the episode. It's We have at least two minutes left of the season premiere. And... They're going back and forth, and Tinsley's like, you know, I don't understand what you're mad about, but, like, fine, whatever. We're, I guess we're not friends. And Dorinda's getting getting, getting up, and she kind of, like, stumbles a little bit. And Tinsley, honey, you, you know, this is another thing. Chihuahua, don't, don't bark because you can't bite. So, like, you tried to be cute and funny. And um, she gets up. Dorinda gets up. She trips, and little Chihuahua Tinsley goes, oh, Dorinda, be careful. Don't trip. But it was in a very, like... Basically, you know, we all know Dorinda drinks and when she drinks, she gets crazy. So it's basically like, you know, you're drunk, honey, like get yourself together. Like we all knew what it meant. Well, Doberman Dorinda flips around and goes something about her shoes and how she's fine and their new shoes. And it's and it's fine if she trips. I don't know what she was trying to um, bring it all together, but she brought it all together and she goes, you know, it's fine because I bought my shoes. They're mine and I didn't have to lay on my back to get them. Huh. literally Leah's expression and um reaction to that was me she was like oh my god like she was laughing but she was also like flabbergasted at the same time that's how I felt it was like that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen but also oh I'm so sorry Tinsley are you okay it, it, it was and then the episode ended it was amazing um, so yeah, it was also a little bit of a slow start but that ending let me know like we're about to get it and it's about to go um, oh, also, I didn't talk about the beginning of the episode, how they, that's how they all realize, um, fake realize, because I know it's not real. Um, but that, um, she, that Bethany is no longer going to be coming back, which is BS, because at this point, they all, like, we all know you guys get call sheets, basically, like, a production like a real um tv show it's like you know when you guys are filming with someone so it's not believable to me that you guys just got the alerts on your phone while you started filming that she wasn't like come on stop it but you know again acting needs a little work but besides that i was it was an enjoyable episode it wasn't the worst season premiere i've ever seen and i've seen a few it was you know it's not in my top 10 but it was good the ending made it better um obviously and also at the party, Dorinda has um, a drag queen come and um, do a dance and sing the Giovanni song. Leah 
literally asked in her confessional, what is Giovanni? And again, a queen, an icon. We have no choice but to stand. I can tell you Leah is going to be the queen. And I feel it. Um, I don't know if she can replace Bethany, of course. But she has that same quality about her where I feel like the ladies don't understand it. She's too cool, calm, collected. But I feel like if she has to get you together, she will. And I'm here for it. Um, yeah. What else was on this week that I watched? Oh, you know, let's do a quick Vanderpump and Summer Cap recap, and then I'll let you guys go back to doing nothing. So, what happened in Vanderpump this week? Oh, okay. No, Vanderpump was actually really good this week. Let me say this. I'm only going to go on two topics. I'm not going to go through the whole episode like I did. I only did it for New York because it was the season premiere. Katie and Schwartz, I don't even know if they finally got married or not because they haven't been. Break up. You two are, are miserable together. You're not happy. Schwartz, you do not talk to your wife wife that way. Now, let me tell you something. I cannot stand Katie with a passion. I actually dislike her so much. She is on, like, top ten of people on Bravo that I could go without. Um, but th I never thought that I would be on her team. And all I have to say is... Schwartz, you're disrespectful. You don't know how to speak to a woman. And I honestly, like, w over the years, we've forgotten that Schwartz has never really been a good boyfriend or a person. He's thrown beer on Katie. He's thrown beer on Stassi. He's actually very disrespectful, and he's cheated on her multiple times. Get out of that relationship. The fact that he told her he was not attracted to her, this is why he doesn't have sex with her. He's so, she's so unattractive and not fun or whatever. Like, grow up and work on yourself and get a real job because if it wasn't for Katie you wouldn't even have a job because when this show started you weren't even a main character you weren't even on the first two seasons I think the reunion you didn't even get a seat at the table honey so relax um second fight that happened Raquel and Lala let me tell you something Raquel has really come out of the bushes if, if that's the saying but I'm really happy for her and I don't know if she took a re uh, um, like a class on how to like stand up for herself but I'm really happy for her and I loved it um yeah Lala even though you're sober you're still very angry so I get you lost your dad um but again that still is not an excuse to be rude and disrespectful to people if you don't know how to talk to people stay at home with Randall and don't come out in public settings because the way you talked to that girl was actually disrespectful and you actually didn't make any sense you look stupid you looked rude and this wannabe gangster thing I'm getting old of. I'm getting tired of it it's old it's played out stop it you're not hard no one's scared of you and Raquel just showed you that she's no longer scared of you you did that little bark where you called her a Bambi doe-eyed deer last year she's not moved by it anymore because it's all a facade it's all fake you can't fight you can't do anything you know this is why they don't have black people on that show because if they did Lala would be deceased because they would really get her together so that's all I have to say about that um short and Lala like work on the way you talk to people or just get out of my life Oh, I took that personal. All right, let's move on. Summer House. Nothing really happened. It was Kyle's birthday. I love Kyle um, entertainment-wise. Oh, Jules and Jordan. It's a fake relationship. I'm not even really going to get upset about it. You know, I get it. She needs a storyline, and it is what it is. Because they kind of just threw her into the wolves. And I hate that they're doing this to her. Like, we didn't need another person. If you guys didn't have a storyline for her, it's just stupid. And the fact that Carl thinks he can kick somebody out of the house, it's like, honey, stop it. 
if anyone should be, I'm, I'm being honest, like, I know that I'm sure they don't pay for the houses, but technically Jordan is a guest and Jules is there every weekend. So if we're going to talk about someone being kicked out, it should be Jordan. No, like, am I wrong? I don't get it. Jordan's the guest. It doesn't matter that it's, um, what's her name's friend? Um, no, not Amanda. Hannah. doesn't matter that it's Hannah's like, he's one of my best friends. Like, that doesn't really matter, honey. He's a guest. He's not a full-time cast member. And if you guys are pretending like you're paying for this house, you know, technically you and Paige share a bed. I don't know if that's price-wise or, I mean, obviously, again, you're not paying for the house. But to me, that looks like you two are paying less. And Jules has her own room. So, you know, I think Jordan should go. It's not fair. And if you guys wanted Jordan in, why didn't you bring him back in the beginning? Obviously, because he doesn't have a storyline either. So I just really can't. Let's just let Jordan go. I'm over it. And I'm over talking about his penis. It's like, ugh. It's been two seasons. I'm over it. I really don't care. I don't at all. I don't get what the big deal is. Because he's not even like he's attractive. I could see if it was Luke that we were talking about and we were interested in Luke and why he can't have sex with people. Then I would be interested. Jordan, I don't give a damn. Let him, let him do whatever he wants to do. Oh my God, my computer. Everyone, stop making noise. Um... I think that's it. What else happened in Summer House? Nothing really. It was actually a pretty fun episode besides Carl at the end. Oh, you know why it wasn't so crazy? Lindsay was in Tulum. Yeah, she went on vacation. She wasn't in the house. Because the biggest thing was Jordan. That's when you know. Lindsay, Lindsay is the queen of Summer House. She, they need her. Because without her, they had nothing. Oh, I mean, I guess there was the Luke and um, Hannah thing. It seems like Paige is getting upset about it. But besides that, it seemed kind of chill it was a chill episode their parties look fun I would like to be invited so if anyone you know um would like to invite me I don't know if they'll be having a summer house this year wow Miss Rona is really out here effing things up let me tell you also I um this is not a recap because it's not I didn't do it Atlanta recap I'm not going to do that I'll wait till next week um but I did see that Candy said that Atlanta is going to do like an online reunion. I don't like that. I would rather wait. I would wait a whole year than have an online reunion of Housewives. And I, I'm being, and I think I speak for everyone when I say that. It's not the same. There'll be no scepters. There'll be no couches. I don't need a bunch of screens. First of all, technology is like, it's too many of them. It's not going to be right. Everybody's going to be talking to each other. Even with like, I love that Andy is really trying with his Watch What Happens Live. The View is too. All these um, talk shows are, but like the quality is really not that great. So I can't have that for a reunion. When it's one or two people, whatever. If I can't hear a little bit of words, that's fine. But you can't have like more than eight women on a thing and think I'm going to be able to keep up. It's just, you know, it's not. Wait, speaking of keeping, I didn't talk about keeping up with Kardashians. Okay, and then I'm done. Keeping up with Kardashians. Let me say this. That fight between Kim and Courtney in the first two episodes, because it was the end of episode one and the beginning of episode two, it was amazing and I loved it and I think we should get more of it. The fact, I can tell you right now, I feel like, you know, it was a regular sister fight in the beginning, a little hitting, a little scratching, and I can't tell you the exact moment, but there was one moment where both of them went dark and that ish got real when now they ended last the last episode with um those three loud hits from kim to courtney's face it was like bam 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 and everyone was like oh kim got courtney honey <laughs> so you thought because that second episode came 
And Courtney, all she did, she was already scratching her. That's where Penelope gets it from, first of all. That's why she scratched up that nanny. Second of all, Courtney got her one hit in. It was so, but that one hit was all she needed. She rocked Kim so hard. She rocked the makeup off that girl's face. That KKW was all over Chloe's um, house. She was scrubbing the walls. So, yeah. Um, I, I hate to pick a team. I really do. I'm going to go with Team Courtney. And you know why? Because from the first, I would say at least the first five to six seasons, Courtney carried KKW on her back. Let me tell you this, just from episode, I mean, not episode, um, from season one, the last episode, when Kim was crying and the FBI had to, there was that FBI, this is a case for the FBI, by Chris, whose pictures was it that got leaked? Courtney's, it was all, that's what I'm telling you, Courtney is tired, she doesn't want to film anymore because she's tired, she needs a nap, she's, her and Scott have carried, um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians for seasons, every spinoff was about Courtney and Scott. So yeah, maybe she doesn't want to film anymore. She has no more to give. She's given it all. Chloe, we, we couldn't even get a camera in when Lamar had a stroke. I get it was serious. I mean, at that brothel, but seriously, you didn't get to show that. You didn't show when he was high or whatever. Um, all those years that you were hiding that, we didn't get that. You know, Rob doesn't film. Kylie doesn't film. And I get it. They've agreed that they aren't filming and they're, their, their annoyance with Courtney is that she complains about not filming but comes to filming. I get that. Courtney has to make a decision, which I think she has. But at the same time, it's like, cut her some slack because Kim couldn't even um, put her kids on film for the first two years. Let's, let's not forget that. Where Kanye didn't even want to be seen on the show and didn't um, let his kids on. So, you know, give her, give her a break. And maybe they will now, now that she showed them that she's not one to play with. So we always thought... It was Chloe that was the fighter, but I think it's Courtney. Um, so, you know, I'm Team Courtney. Yeah, that's I feel strongly about that. I'm not upset about it. I'm not I'm not gonna take it back. That's it. And I think that wraps up the episode for the week. Um, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and that's it. Until next week. My mother just knocked on the door. Sure, mommy, come in while I record my podcast because I know you hear me. You're not sorry. This is like the eighth episode, Mommy. You really have to stop. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm ending now. Do you want to say anything? Goodbye. Ugh. Okay. It's not an episode if Yvette doesn't ruin it. That's all. Goodbye.